Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry in for Zach Bingham. Uh, make sure uh, that you follow us on any of the social media. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitch. Also hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, where you can get those links, and also follow us on TikTok. Uh, Got to thank our sponsors because they truly do make it happen for our show and they help out you guys. Wilson County Hyundai, if you're in the market for a new vehicle, it's a tough market out there, but make sure uh, you make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, and Farm Bureau Health Plans. Jackson, member of the Farm Bureau Health Plan uh, family, and the sounds are a part of the Farm Bureau Health Plan family. Better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Uh, so as we weather the weather uh, here on this uh, Tuesday, talking about the Titans mock draft trends. So Jack's uncle, I don't know if people know this that don't listen to the Tight Up podcast. Jack's uncle is the Titans' Jim Wyatt. So we go to uh, Uncle Jim's article on TennesseeTitans.com and find uh, the uh, latest mock draft roundup of 30 mock drafts that Jim Wyatt went through and found uh, who and compiled this list of all the different players uh, drafted or mocked to the Tennessee Titans. And we'll get to this trend here in a second, but to no surprise, a lot of offensive linemen, Mm -hmm. a lot of wide receivers, and then there's a decent amount of quarterback box, and we'll talk about the quarterbacks in a second, uh, uh, Jack. But but what are your thoughts first about the offensive line and the wide receivers being two of the most mocked positions to the Titans? No surprise whatsoever. That's uh, I think that that's kind of where most people have the Titans pigeonholed in. Uh, either you know maybe fill that void at right tackle if Raidens isn't stepping out there this season, and obviously the wide receiver position is probably the most obvious hole on the roster. You brought in Robert Woods via trade, cost you a six-round pick, not too shabby. But, you know, he's coming off a torn ACL, and you'd like to have kind of a third guy who, again, rookies do not cost a ton against the salary cap for the first right. four years. So you can bring in a guy for cheap who will hopefully impact your season, not just this year, but in the next three down the road when you got to cough up that big bag to A.J. Brown. So it, it, it really allows you some flexibility there. Um, a rookie right tackle, whether it's a right tackle, left guard. I know they brought Jamarco Jones in as well this offseason. Not exactly sure um, on the plans for him when it comes to just, you know, starting at left guard right now. But uh, it's it's got to be one of those first-round picks you would, you would think, if the Titans are drafting for need, would be wide receiver or offensive line. So yes. it's not a big surprise to me. And at 26 in the first round, it's always tough to be in that position because you don't know – what, how the board's going to fall in front of you. Uh, a lot of times, if you draft for need at 26 or in, the, in that spot, you might be overdrafting a player uh, or you take the best player available that might not be in need and the Titans don't have a second-round pick. So it would be hard to just draft best player available when we know they have a couple uh, large holes in their, wep- in their uh, roster on the offensive line and at – uh, a wide receiver as well. But there is one mock draft trend that is driving me crazy, Jack. It's the fact that I mentioned, uh, what, 11 offensive linemen, five wide receiver mocks, five quarterback mocks. All those make sense. Mm-hmm. There are also five of these 30 mock drafters that are professionals who are paid to create mock drafts. Five of the 30 of them, one-sixth of them, have mocked the Titans drafting an inside linebacker in the first round. I don't understand it. I don't get it whatsoever. I'm going to name names, uh, Jack, here. Good. Let's so do it. Uh, let's, here. let's name names. It starts off uh, with Peter Schrager of the NFL Network mocking Nicobe Dean, who's a good player, but again, doesn't necessarily feel like it fits with the Tennessee Titans, but Peter Schrager of the NFL Network has Nicobe Dean from Georgia. Jeff Kerr of CBS Sports has Nicobe Dean from Georgia. Clarence Hill of the Star Telegram has Devin Lloyd, who is a big 6'3", 
pound linebacker out of Utah. Then uh, Chris Trapasso, uh, Chris Trapasso from CBS Sports, has Nicobe Dean as well out of Georgia. And then uh, Kyle Stackpole of CBS Sports, who I'm not familiar with, has Devin Lloyd of Utah. So you've got Nicobe Dean and Devin Lloyd. And so I, I like. I'm going to ask you, Jack, if you can explain. I'm not asking you to defend because I know you you side with me. But I'm just curious. We used to do bad sales job. What would your bad sales job be to defend these five people who have mocked an inside linebacker to the Titans? Like how how could you yeah. possibly sell that? If it's you good- were the if you were the scout for the Tennessee Titans who is in charge of inside linebacker scouting, how would you sell John Robinson on we have to take this guy in the 26 overall pick? It's a good question. And, you know, with Zach Cunningham kind of slotted in that role for this upcoming season, it, it is a bit of a head scratcher, especially after they went out and made the move last season to, to, to grab him after the Titans cut, or after the Texans cut ties with him. Now, in Zach Cunningham's contract, there is a potential out after this season. He becomes much more expensive next year and the, in the following year where his contract then expires. But the Titans do have a way to get out of that contract after this season's end. And you can maybe draft a replacement. Now, this is not what I would do. You could draft a replacement ahead of time, have him sit behind him and learn. But you've already kind of got David Long who can play play that role. You've got Monty Rice, a young guy as well, who's capable of doing some things, especially against the run. Um, so so it that would make the least amount of sense to me. I mean, there's obviously worse routes you could worse routes you could take. Uh, I'm talking about running backs. There's a running back mock to the Titans, yep. Brees Hall out of Iowa State, who had a great college career. But if the Titans draft a running back in the first round, I'm gonna my head's gonna explode. Um, so, <laughs> Nicobe Dean, he's a great player. Uh, SEC fans are very familiar with his work. Um, uh, he had a pick six last year. He, I think he had ten and a half tackles for loss. So he's an active linebacker. And Georgia linebackers, you know, they they typically they typically you know, we'll say this: Georgia Georgia linebackers do better than Georgia offensive linemen. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, Isaiah Wilson. Um, that, that's a bad memory to dig up. But yeah, so so that that would be the reason why I guess that they could, you know, they would do that. But again, the, a bunch of these mock drafters aren't familiar with the Titans' inside linebackers' potential outs in their contracts. So it, it's really it's really shocking to me. And another thing that surprises me about this list, you mentioned five quarterbacks mocked mm-hmm. and five receivers mocked. I would have mm-hmm. figured receiver would have been the most mocked position. Now I get that it changes probably after the Robert Woods trade, but for quarterback, I think even with now, I think with the with the Robert Woods trade, if you had Julio Jones at number two, then wide receiver in the first round isn't as big of a need. But because you have Robert Woods, who is we don't know if Robert Woods is gonna be ready for week one. I think it's more imperative to go draft a wide receiver in the first round. Yeah, and that's a great point. So so that's that kind of threw me through a loop as well. You know, I get the 11 offensive linemen, but there should probably be closer to 11 receivers here than 5, you know, the same amount as quarterbacks being mocked. But you know, we're we're on the we're on linebackers and Nicobe Dean great player like I mentioned, but it just it doesn't make sense. You got to draft a guy who can help this team kind of take the next step this year like Jamar Chase did last year for the Bengals. They're not picking early in the first round, so that's not as easy to find. But I don't think by drafting a linebacker, you significantly upgrade your roster, your team, what you can do this year. It doesn't really raise the ceiling for this year's Titans. Yeah, and uh, Mark Jones is saying Weaver will be back this year from injury. He'll add depth at linebacker DN. Like Mark, uh, Mark uh, Rashad Weaver plays basically defensive end. He is not the same linebacker that we're talking about. Not an inside linebacker. Yes. Nicobe Dean and Devin Lloyd are off the ball, non-pass rush linebackers. Now I will say this, Devin Lloyd did have eight sacks last year in Utah's defense, but you know, the PAC 12 doesn't have a lot of great Mm -hmm. uh, teams and offensive line play and really uh, much of anything when it comes to college football these days. But Devin Lloyd's a good player. Like, both these guys are good players. It just makes zero sense whatsoever for the Titans to spend a first-round draft pick on this position. Because look at how many times the Titans and John Robinson has found uh, a hit in the mid to later rounds at the position. We'll go pre-John Robinson. Avery Williamson, Avery Williamson in the first uh, 
I guess in the fifth round was a great success out of Kentucky at that position. Then John Robinson turns around and drafts Jayon Brown in the fifth round to replace him. Then he drafts David Long Jr. in the sixth round to replace Jayon. And like, I think Monty Rice, a third round pick from a year ago, while he might've been overdrafted by a round, I, I think Monty Rice is a good player. I, I, liked, I liked what I saw from Monty Rice uh, over the last season when he was healthy, get, battled some injuries. But when he was out there, I thought Monty Rice played pretty well. He had a great game in Indianapolis on Halloween when Derrick Henry got hurt. Monty Rice put a, a phenomenal game against Jonathan Taylor in that Colts offense. So it just makes no sense to spend first-round capital on a position that you've had a lot of success. And you could say John Robinson has three hits round three or later and one miss at that position in the first round. So why would he go back to the first round again? It makes no sense to me. No, I'm with you. And, and David Long in the sixth round, by the way, what a steal that was. He's turning into, you know, everything and more that the Titans fans could have expected out of him. And it was interesting at the time because he, coming out of college, he led the big 12 in tackles. So for him to slip all the way into the sixth round, that was a steal at the time. Uh, they've played musical chairs at the position. And it's it's not like the Colts playing musical chairs at quarterback. The Titans have actually found success in a hand with a handful of guys at the linebacker position. Uh, David Long being the most recent. Monty Rice, they've got big plans for him. Um, didn't get to really finish the season last year with injuries. But uh, you know when you, you mentioned the Colts game, he, he did show some things during the regular season. So uh, back to why this makes no sense. If Zach Cunningham was not a Titan. If the Titans didn't go out and, and you know pick him up, claim him off waivers last year, then yes, an inside linebacker might make the most sense in the first round. But that's not where the Titans are right now. Mm -hmm. Now, it, we, this conversation next year will be a little bit different because I mentioned Cunningham becomes a much more expensive heading into next year. I believe it'll be around a $13 million cap hit that Cunningham will carry. And at the inside linebacker position, that's awfully expensive. So, you know, that'll be a next year conversation. We're not ready for that right now. The Titans aren't ready for that right now. So an inside linebacker in the first round makes no sense. If you want to go day two, you know, late day two, maybe even day three to, to, to draft, whether it's a special uh, teamer that you hope can develop. It's, it's the, the soonest the Titans to draft an inside linebacker is day three, because yeah. you've already got three guys in David Long, Cunningham and Monty Rice. That's fine. Like you, you just, you've got three guys for your inside linebacker rotation. The guy, the fourth guy, what, what's he, what's his playing time like? You know, yeah, like exactly. It's, it's, yeah. it's slim to none. Right. You at least hope it's slim to none barring injuries. But um, yeah, I, I get it as an insurance plan later in the draft, kind of a break glass in case of emergency sure. um, for Zach Cunningham or David Long or Monty Rice, if any of those guys go down at some point during the season, but to draft one in the first round and completely, what you would do by drafting one in the first round is you're going into day two with the same exact holes that you entered day one with. Yep. That would be a total mismanagement of the draft by John Robinson. It would be procrastinating to really, you know, do what he needs to do in this draft, fill a need on the offensive line, fill a need at the wide receiver position, because last year we saw it in the divisional round. The offense is why the Titans didn't make it to the, you know, even further mm -hmm. in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. they, they had the roster. Around, you know, that defense kept them in a ton of games last year, really won them a ton of games last year. So you don't have to draft defense in the first round. You've got to draft offense. You've got to figure out how to take that next step. And, you know, an inside linebacker would only would only delay the inevitable, which is, you know, eventually filling the wide receiver or offensive line, line need in day two with, you know, less players to choose from. You know, that, that, that bag gets, you know, gets a little emptier once you head into day two. There's not a ton of guys that can come in and immediately contribute. So I'd like for the for the Titans to solve one of those two needs in the first round of the NFL draft, not inside linebacker. All right, so let's get some emotion from the Titans fans watching the show today here on A to Z Sports. Here's the question that we want you guys to answer. How angry would you be if the Titans draft a linebacker in the first round? One being not angry at all. Ten being steamed through your ears through your eyes and your head's about to explode. Yeah. So, you know, Jack already mentioned his head would explode if the Titans drafted a running back in the first round. But uh, how angry would you be if the Titans spent their first round pick on an inside linebacker like five guys? 
have mocked to the Titans. Five, not the burgers, but five mock drafters have mocked to the Titans. But first, let me tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Jack is a member of the Farm Bureau Health Plan family. Zach Bingham is a member of the Farm Bureau Health Plan family. You can too. If you're looking for health coverage and you don't know exactly what you're paying right now for your health coverage, do better. You can get better coverage, better rates, and better service with Farm Bureau Health Plans. It's right there on your screen. 200 plus locations. Jack, you went to the Franklin location. Mm-hmm. Zach just called him. You know, Zach didn't want to leave his house, so he just called him and did Zooms and got and saved over 20% per month on his health coverage. So check them out. Again, there's a bunch of different ways you can get a hold of them. They really actually do have great service. I've, we've talked with several people at Farm Bureau Health Plans, and they're a, a now a partner with the Nashville Sounds as baseball is back in the swing too uh, here in Nashville. So Farm Bureau Health Plans, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. You mentioned baseball being back in swing. Guys, download the BetMGM app. Use promo code A to Z 200, A to Z 200. And you, if you place a $10 money line wager on any team in the MLB, if one home run is hit in that game by either team, you're going to win $200. So a $10 money line wager to win $200 when either team hits a home run, as long as you use the A to Z 200 promo code, A to Z 200. When you download the BetMGM app, plays a $10 money line wager on maybe it's the Braves, maybe, you know, back to back. This is a t- we're going back to back this year, Braves fans. $10 <laughs> money line wager on the Braves. Matt Olson hits a home run. Boom, that $10 turns into $200. Or, you know, Juan Soto could hit one today. Uh, it, it would still get you 200 bucks. So download the BetMGM app, use that code A to Z 200. A $10 money line wager turns into 200 bucks. When either team hits a home run, it's really a steal. All right, so uh, how angry would you be if the Titans draft a linebacker in the first round, one through ten? <laughs> These are uh, the comments are making me laugh. Stevens at ten, nine uh, from Lane. Eric is at eleven. Ten from Honky Tonk. Uh, Fifteen from Kyle. Ten from Big Dog Tito on YouTube. Ryan ten. Travis ten. Scott ten. JJ is at three hundred. Max is an eight. Uh, Brandon says 10 easily. Chris says nine. Steven's using decimal says 9.7 or 8.8. I don't know what the difference is for that. I like the decimal score though. Right. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, John says 100. David says 15. You can't have that. Caesar's at 11. Um, I want to get to Brent. Brent is along with a couple other fans who have a trend in the comment section. I want to hit on at some point. Mikey, the 10, Chris, the 10, um, Eric says he's over 9,000. BK Titan at 11. Ken just says three. Three is the lowest I've seen from a Titans fan. Big 10 Jeff, who's a Colts fan, said one. Uh, but uh, Howard says 10 plus. Uh, Drew says 10 steam coming out of my ass, just like I hate Taco Bell. <laughs> 11 from James. Apollo says pissed as I was when Tannehill threw those three picks against the Bengals. I, I think uh, Donald says 10 because the linebacker would be a luxury pick. I mean, yeah, the ultimate luxury pick. I just think drafting a linebacker in the first round would be dumb as hell. Like, it's a waste of a pick. Like, I I said that Jordan Love drafted by the Packers in the first round two years ago was a wasted draft pick in the first round. Yeah, that's just, it's just as wasteful for the Titans if they want to draft an inside linebacker in the first round. Just as wasteful. Because the guy is... Like you can't, how many inside linebackers you on the field at the same time? Like if you've got three guys already, you like in Cunningham, David Long and Monty Rice, then who needs a fourth? Makes no sense to me. Yeah. It's not the position that the Titans really need to be stockpiling at, um, especially with the situation going on on the offensive side of the ball with the receivers. So for me, I, you know, there's some good answers. And I like Jake Hughes here. Uh, Nicobe Dean is a baller, but I'm going nine. I'm going to go eight. Yeah, I'm going to go eight. I'm not going to be – there's not going to be steam coming out of my ears because John Robinson, I do trust what he – you know, the front office and, and the coaching staff, whatever it is about those linebackers, if they continue to draft, they continue to bring in, and they all continue to work, I, I, I trust how they evaluate that position. But, that again, I'm at an eight because I, I would I would not love it at all. I, I would be extremely frustrated, and I know Titans fans would be too, if, if an inside linebacker was taken in the first round. It doesn't make this team better right now. They need to get better right now. You look across the AFC. The Chiefs have the Chiefs lost Tyree Kill. They're probably the only team in that division who hasn't gotten better this offseason. 
you know, the we, we talk about the Colts getting better with Matt Ryan over Carson Wentz, and you know they've got draft picks as well to handle some of that. Uh, it, a lot of teams in the conference are getting better. The Bengals are getting better. The Browns just got better with Deshaun Watson if he can play this year. Um, the Steelers kind of in tear it down mode right now, but the, the AFC's gotten a lot better over the course of the offseason. The Titans, they haven't done a whole lot. The Robert Woods trade is a big move, but you've got to hit a first round draft pick now because everybody else in the conference has taken that step up this year. The Titans have to keep, you know, they have to keep pace with these guys, and it's tough because, you know, a lot of those teams in the AFC West have better quarterbacks than the Titans. So you've got to find weapons on offense that can help elevate your offense like the teams out West have. Those are the guys you're going to be playing in the playoffs. And you can't forget about Baltimore either. Um, and, and Buffalo also in the East. So you've got to figure out how to elevate your offense. Drafting an inside linebacker does not do that for you. So I would be at an eight. It would be a total – it would be a waste of a pick. I, yep. I, the linebacker – Agree. Waste of a pick. You, you've got Cunningham for now, for, for at least this season. You can, you can feel good about David Long as well and Monty Rice – if he's healthy, he's a contributor. He, he's a solid contributor, a solid backup. If it comes to that, inside linebacker makes no sense. I would be at an eight. I would be very, very frustrated. Yeah, I would be at a 10. I, I, I will, I'll just say this because I'm not going to give away our entire draft plans because we're still putting those together, but I will be live. Uh, a to Z Sports will be live streaming during the t- uh, first round of the draft when the Titans pick, and we'll have live reactions, so we'll all watch it together. You will see me burst blood vessels if the Titans go linebacker because I would just think it would be so dumb. Now, I I don't think John Robinson will do that. And so uh, Benjamin Solak, who is an NFL draft analyst for the Ringer, who I actually like a lot, and he's had a really fast climb uh, to where he's at in his career. I saw he had an interaction with uh, Buck a couple days ago on Twitter uh, where uh, Benjamin Solak uh, mocked Quay Walker, linebacker, to the Tennessee Titans at 26-2. And um, Benjamin Solak was uh, also tweeted by a bunch of Titans fans, said, stop mocking linebackers to the Titans 2022. And Solak said, don't trust Zach Cunningham 2022. And Buck asked, help him understand this. Because there are there are people out there that do not like Zach Cunningham for whatever reason. Now, Solak didn't really answer Buck's question. He just said, have never been a huge Cunningham fan. Think the Texans regretted that extension almost immediately. I don't know. So he didn't really answer the question with anything yeah. of substance. It was just a personal preference that Benjamin Solak has never been a huge fan of Zach Cunningham. And the Texans organization is not exactly who you should believe in with how they extend players or how they handle the roster. When you come so, with that strong of a of an opinion, you got to have something to back it up, not just a, uh, I just don't like. If, if you're going to uh, say don't, don't trust Zach Cunningham 2022 as a campaign, you have to say more than I've never been a huge fan. I don't know. Like you can't just go that weak on it. And so Zach Cunningham played with the Titans for the last half of last season and was nothing but really good and had a very positive impact there. So like I, I think it's. Yeah, and I agree with uh, Bruce. That's a stupid comment about Zach Cunningham. The dude can play. The, the guy's been a tackling machine since he was at Vanderbilt seven years ago. That's right. And I, I've said this either on here or the Titan Up podcast. I, I can't remember, but it felt like at times last season, there was more than one Zach Cunningham on the field. It was almost like there was a clone of Zach Cunningham out there because he was involved in every single tackle, it felt like. Yeah. He's led the league in tackles in Houston. He's capable of doing it with the Titans. He's great in run defense. He's all over the place. He just buzzes around the field. Now, he's not the best coverage guy, right? No. But th- that's not what but the Titans are going to – they're going to ask him to do that, mm-hmm. right? Like, Zach Cunningham was a massive upgrade over Rashawn Evans. And I think David Long Jr. grew into and became an upgrade over Jayon Brown. And I like Jayon Brown a lot, personally and as a player. But for whatever reason, it didn't work out here how Jalen would have hoped and how we thought it might. Uh, but now Jalen's with the Raiders. And But David Long Jr. is finally panned out to what I thought I saw his second year in training camp of this guy's a beast. And David Long Jr. has zero fears. Zach Cunningham has zero fears. They will stick their face in any blade and just go tackle that blade. 
But now David Long Jr. showed his ability that he can drop back in the coverage and be reliable there. And so Zach Cunningham doesn't have to do that. And so I, that's why I think it makes a ton of sense for the Titans to move on from Rashawn and Jayon. Those are easy questions. They were healthy scratches at the end of last year where Zach Cunningham, David Long Jr. are your two you're rolling with. And then Monty Rice as your third inside linebacker is a, is a really solid third guy who is going into his second year that I expect to have a nice leap as well in production. Yeah, you don't want to be like the Buccaneers who are spending a ton of money at the linebacker position. You spend a bunch on one guy, and they're not even spending that much. You know, with Zach Cunningham right now, they would be after this season, which is why that potential out looms so large next year. Titans will have a decision to make on him. But the decision is not this year. So you you can, you can totally avoid drafting an inside linebacker in day one or day two and get away with it just fine next year on defense. I, I liked I, I liked how the defense played last year. Zach Cunningham, you would think that there would have been an adjustment period where he kind of reacclimates, figures out the system. He jumped right in and contributed immediately. Yep. David Long Jr. next season, this is going to be – he's already – I feel like last year was his breakout season, but this year he could take that next step into really becoming, you know, a guy the Titans should feel comfortable in for the next, you know, five years. A, a second contract um, is probably what he's aiming for here. So, uh, you know, he's got – He's got a lot of upside. Monty Rice, we'll see how he takes his next step. Um, I, I think contributing as a rookie last year was encouraging. Yeah, um, and, so, and so. Ethan, uh, not Ethan, uh, Brian Badillo says, we don't know anything about Monty Rice. No, I think they do. I think the Titans like Monty Rice a lot. Like every, every time you hear somebody who works with the Titans talk about Monty Rice, the, the coaching staff likes him. And they, they got like more him. out of Monty Rice in his rookie year than they did David Long in his. So you, you've got to feel pretty good about that. I know David Long came in and, you know, was a big playoffs. part of that win against the Ravens in the playoffs. But Monty Rice showed you more during the regular yeah. season. I mean, he wasn't available in the playoffs and towards the back end of the season with with an injury issue. Yeah. But he definitely contributed more as a rookie than David Long did. So you've got to at least feel pretty good about that. I mean, I know this about Monty Rice. He was active in the last two games of the year against the Texans and against the uh, Bengals. Monty Rice was wearing a uniform. One of those two times, Jalen Brown was not. Mm-hmm. And the other of the two times, Rashawn Evans was not, but Monty Rice was. So I know that much, right? That yeah. tells you something. Yeah, no doubt. I, so, so you know, it, the, clearly the coaching staff likes what they saw. Um, now this is Brian Badillo. I, I disagree that Nick Dezubnar is his name. Is he uh, even on the roster? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure, but he's not a guy who's going to get a lot of time at the uh, at linebacker. He's a special teams guy through and through. But uh, yeah, Monty Rice. He, you got to feel comfortable leaning on him. And, and if it comes to where they have to part ways with Cunningham after this year, I think Long and Rice, you feel pretty okay about that. You're going to have to add somebody in the draft or free agency, however you want to address that. You're going to have to do that if Cunningham's gone. But to have two guys behind Cunningham that you really feel good about, that's a, that's a lucky position the Titans are, that the Titans have found themselves in after losing two linebackers this season. Mm-hmm. Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown, big contributors up until last season. Uh, they hit the road. Rashawn's in Jacksonville. Uh, no, he's so, in Atlanta. He's in Atlanta. Jayon's in Jacksonville. Vegas. 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 I can't. I, I thought somebody was in Jacksonville. No, Either Rashawn way. Evans visited Jacksonville and they did offer him a contract. Yeah. So, so you part ways with both of those guys. You have guys behind them who you can who you can trust and feel confident in moving forward. I, that's that's a luxury that a lot of teams in the NFL don't have that the Titans do. So, yeah, drafting an inside linebacker makes no sense. Stick with what you got. You got something good. Yeah. So I will say there during this entire conversation so far this morning, I've seen a handful of times Titans fans saying trade back out of the first round, trade back, get us, get more picks. Don't you know trade back. Like that's great and all. And I think, I think everybody would probably be on board for trading back in a situation, but just remember like, it's a lot easier to say trade back than it is to actually trade back. There has to be one, a player that somebody is willing to move up to get at that spot. And then two, there has to be that team that you are willing to dance with. It takes two to tango, as they say. And so, you you know, you have to be able to find one, who is the guy on the board at 26 that's somebody's going to jump up for, right? Because I thought in 2020, the Titans got screwed by the Packers taking Jordan Love, like two picks ahead of them. And then the Titans landed with Isaiah Wilson. John Robinson did mention at some point 
after that draft that they were in talks with trading back, but uh, they didn't, it didn't happen. Why? Probably because the Packers surprisingly took Jordan Love and that quarterback wasn't there. Is there going to be a quarterback there? I think Damon brings up a good opportunity. Hopefully the Detroit calls uh, to move up from 32 to 26 because Detroit has number two overall. Yep. They've got number 32 overall from the Matt Stafford trade. And then they also have 34 overall. So Detroit could be that. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's what you're looking for. And I don't think they're going to go quarterback at number two overall. So who is there a quarterback that falls to 26 that the Titans don't want that Detroit might. And will they go up and make that move? I would think that in I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight a guy that I believe would be a, a guy that you know Detroit would trade up for that the Titans may not be interested in. I think that guy's Matt Corral. I'm an Ole Miss guy. I went to Ole Miss. Okay. Love Matt right. Corral. Matt Corral is not built for the NFL, in my opinion. He's too small and he plays too aggressively. We saw what he did against Tennessee. He tucked it and ran about 35 times, ended up picking up an ankle injury in that game that that really, you know, hurt the the back end of his season and and, and re-aggravated it in the bowl game in the Sugar Bowl against Baylor. I, I think Matt Matt Corral's too wiry. He's not built enough. He's he's he just doesn't he's not durable enough for the NFL. I okay. mean he's, All right. he's so let's let's go ahead let's college. go ahead and get to this conversation then because that's what we're going to do second was okay. uh quarterbacks mocked the Titans because we've talked about Jim Wyatt's uh tour of mock drafts where he's got 30 mock drafts that he put together yesterday or that he compiled yesterday the list. Five got five mock drafters had the uh, Titans taking a quarterback. There are three quarterbacks of those five picks. So we want to know which of these quarterbacks do you prefer? Which of these three quarterbacks mock the Titans would you prefer? It's Sam Howell, Matt Corral, or Malik, Malik Willis. So which of those two, which of those three quarterbacks would you prefer? I know Jack's not going to want, uh, but first let me tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. If you were in the market for a brand new car, Go check out Wilson County Hyundai. Seriously, make them a part of that experience and of that process because you can simply trust them. Payne Bone, we've been working with him for years. He's got a great staff in Lebanon. They're also in Lebanon, not in downtown Nashville, which means you're going to save some money naturally there. And also the relationship uh, that you can build with them will also save you in the long haul. They'll help you out. Whatever financial situation you're in, they'll make it happen. They'll also find the right car for you. If it's not in the lot, they'll go get it. It's a tough time right now to buy a new car, but you can trust Wilson County Hyundai to not be sleazy or, you know, that used car salesman type of feel. No, it's legit. Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon or simply go to wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Download the BetMGM app, guys. The baseball season is finally here. Use promo code A to Z 200. One more time, that's A-T-O-Z 200. You place a $10 money line wager on any baseball team in action and you'll receive $200 as long as one home run is hit during that game what you could do is place it on a big underdog in the mlb you could place it against whoever the dodgers are playing bet on them to win get get away with a fluke win against the dodgers because we know the dodgers will hit at least home run one home run in that ball game turn that ten dollars into two hundred dollars one swing of the bat baby that ball goes over the fence that ten dollars turns into two hundred dollars as long as you download the bet mgm app and use promo code a to z 200 do that today one more time ten dollar money line wager on any team in the mlb and if one home run is hit during that game that $10 turns into $200. Download the BetMGM app. Use that promo code A to Z200. Yep, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification eligible requirements. Rewards issued with knowledge trouble free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days. And for problem gambling support, call Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. All right, Jack. So we've talked about um, your Uncle Jim Wyatt's tour of mock drafts. They have... <laughs> Uh, 30 mock drafters uh, mocking their Titans picks. Uh, we talked earlier, 11 of the 30 have the Titans going offensive line. Uh, five of the 30 have Titans going wide receiver. Five have linebacker, which we've talked about for now 35 minutes. Um, then five have quarterback. Mm -hmm. And so I, I thought that was interesting. So here are uh, the quarterbacks. Oh, you know what? I, I just missed one. I, there is another quarterback in here that I did not see the first time. So now there are four quarterbacks. I gotta, now I got to make sure I added right. Four quarterbacks that were mocked to the Titans. Which of these would you prefer? Chad Reuter of NFL.com has the Titans going Sam Howell out of North Carolina. Eddie Brown from the San Diego Union Tribune, this is the one I missed, has Kenny Pickett, small hands Kenny, 
from Pitt. <laughs> then, That's not uh, nice. The what? That's not nice. Small hands, Kenny. You got to give him a shot, right? Kenny, Kenny Paul's Kenny. Then <laughs> I see uh, Brian Fisher of Athlon Sports has Malik Willis at a Liberty. Mm-hmm. Nate Davis of USA Today, not of the Tennessee Titans, uh, has Kenny Pickett as well. Man, how did I miss Kenny Pickett twice? And then where was the uh, Ryan Wilson of CBS Sports has Matt Corral. So four quarterbacks, who would you prefer out of those four? Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Sam Howell, Kenny Pickett. There's no Desmond Ritter in this. No, no. Desmond Ritter is excluded from this particular conversation. Right. For me, let's start with Matt Corral. I I mentioned he was stringy. He's not going to hold up long in the NFL. He plays too aggressively. He likes to run too much. He's going to take a beating. He's not going to last long in the league. He's got a rocket arm, and he's a hell of a player. Uh, He's going to give you everything he has, but I just wouldn't trust my franchise with that guy. So Matt Corral's off the list for me. Small hands, Kenny. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I he had a hell of a year last year. He can get it done on on the ground as well with his arm. But uh, it's the ACC ha- was really down last year. It, it's it, it's kind of like you know the conversion rate between like U.S. dollars and like Russian rubles, right? It's not the Pac-12 bad. It's not like you're going you know you know to like Colombia or something here, but. I just I, it's hard for me to count Kenny Pickett's success against a weak ACC as uh, you know it's hard for me to grade that but anyway so I I think I'm out on Kenny Pickett I think he's kind of a one year wonder in college Malik Willis one year wonder the guy was in college for like six years I know but last season was obviously you know a Heisman he candidate. was a I mean look it was a it was an incredible year for him but. Uh, he had been playing at a decent high level for the last couple. We're talking about QB one type yeah, of a level here. Yeah, yeah. And that, and we only saw that from him out of last season. So I, you know, this is, it's all boiling down. I like Malik Willis. He's got good arm strength, but against better competition last year, he didn't really hold up. They went eight and five as a team. And that's not, you know, Malik Willis was the best player on that Liberty team. He led the, uh, he, he led QBs in the, in the FBS in 2020 in rushing yards. He led the team in rushing yards last year. So he's a dual threat guy, but for me, it's Sam Howell. He had a bad offensive line at North Carolina, but he can tuck it and run. He can make tight window throws. He's got a big arm. I just, I think that the fit with the Titans makes more sense with Sam Howell. And it's not always about the best quarterback goes to, you know, you know, goes early in the earliest in the draft and he's going to have the most success. It, it really, the fit is the most important nowadays. So while Malik Willis will, will probably not even be on the board at 26, I mean, I think we can all agree that Malik Willis will definitely be gone by 26. So uh, while he might be a you know the best quarterback in this draft, that's not where the Titans are going to end up going. I think Sam Howell's more reasonable. I think there's mm-hmm. a good shot he's available at 26, maybe even in the second round. So um Sam Howell's my guy. I liked what he did at North Carolina. I liked him a whole lot better you know before this season. Sure. He struggled Everybody a little did. bit this year. Yeah. With turnovers and all that kind of stuff. But again, he was playing with limited weapons out wide. He's playing with a bad offensive line. He kind of had to make every play himself. And when you have to make every single play, you feel like you have to do everything. You, you kind of force yourself into making plays that aren't there. And that's what Sam Howell kind of struggled with this past season. With the Titans, he's not going to have to force anything. He's got yeah. A.J. Brown, he's got Derrick Henry, and he's got Robert Woods and, and potentially some some other wide receiver that the Titans draft early in this draft. So if he were to be drafted by the Titans, I think he would be the best fit. So Sam Howell's my number one guy. Okay. So, just for the record, I do not think the Titans should draft the quarterback in the first round. Just want to get that out, out of the way. I, I think I've said that several uh, times so far this draft season. And Chad, welcome back to the show. Chad said he's been busy working the last bit. So, welcome back, Chad. I'll be back, Chad. <clears throat> so, um, if the Titans take a quarterback in the first round, I would prefer, of these four we're talking about, Pickett, Willis, Howell, Corral, I would prefer Malik Willis, which is not like a surprise. No. I think he's got the higher upside. And in the situation the Titans are going to draft a quarterback in the first round, that player's not going to play this season. Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback in 2022, regardless of who the first-round draft pick might be, if it's a quarterback or not. And so if you are going quarterback, you take – Malik Willis, who has the highest of the upside, and you let him grow into that over time, and then you reap the benefits of drafting the most talented player, who I, I think 
most NFL people believe Malik Willis is the most talented quarterback, but in his high school offense uh, at Liberty coached by Hugh Freeze, he hasn't been asked to do a lot of things that NFL quarterbacks need to know. So it will take him some time to get that. It doesn't mean he can't do it. He just hasn't been asked to do it. So that's what I think overall. I would go Malik Willis. I would say second Desmond Ritter. Uh, and then, because he's not in this conversation, then I guess I would go Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, Matt Corral. I agree with you on Matt Corral. Too, too thin. Mm-hmm. I hate too it thin. for him too because he, he's got a hell of an arm. He's just not big enough right now. And, and I don't know that he can add all that weight and time. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it's pro ready. What kind of, which of these guys are the most pro ready? I don't and think it matters, Jack. They it's, don't have to Malik have Willis them. and Sam Howe, whether you have them at one or two, it, it, those are the top two guys that I think are the most pro ready. Now I, I know that Desmond Ritter is a popular opinion, um, because of all the comparisons he's been getting to Tannehill, but with Desmond Ritter, and this is kind of where, this is where I may di- differ from a lot of you guys. Desmond Ritter, there's a lot of known thing. You know, you you kind of know what you're getting with Desmond Ritter, but you also know that the upside isn't the. You know, it's the ceiling is kind of limited. I think the ceiling on both Malik Willis and Sam Howell is higher than it is on Ritter, but I, I also believe that Ritter could step in year one and you know keep a team in contention. I don't think he can win a Super Bowl. I don't think he can win a playoff game, but I, I think Ritter's attributes. And I got on to Sam Howell about this, so this may be a bit hypocritical because you know uh, Desmond Ritter faced less competition than Sam Howell, or excuse me, than uh, Kenny Pickett and Sam Howell did, both playing in the ACC. Well, this is the thing about this class is like Ole Miss. Matt Corral <clears throat> has played the best competition, yeah. right? And but he comes from a non-conventional offense as well, and he's got his physicality limitations. And so you've got North Carolina, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Liberty. Not exactly quarterback, you know. And, and that's, uh, I think that plays into why a bunch of these guys, you know, these mock draft guys and a bunch of the, the dudes who cover the draft in general are pretty down on this quarterback class. And I know that, you know, drafting a quarterback in the, in the late first of what is already a weak QB draft mm-hmm. is probably not the best strategy. But, you know, then, then you roll the dice next year. You hope that, that the, the, draft, the draft board kind of falls your way. You hope there are quarterbacks there that are available to and ready to help you in in year one next year if you try if you attempt to move off Tannehill. So that's a bigger gamble, and I think a lot of Titans fans would at least like to know who they have waiting this year. But but while that's kind of more comfortable to them, I think you got to trust John Robinson and whoever you draft in the first round this year. I, I do I do sincerely believe has to help contribute, and and a, and a quarterback in the first round wouldn't do it. I've seen Bailey Zappi get mentioned in a bunch of the comments. Yeah, here. yeah. And by yeah, the way, Mark and Drew are all all about and Adam. I've seen a lot of yeah. Bailey Zappi comments. Yeah. So, so there are going to be guys in the mid rounds. Bailey Zappi, Carson Strong, just a couple of those guys who are probably going to be available. Zappi's arm strength's been getting knocked. Carson Strong's mobility has been getting knocked. However, that Western Kentucky offense last year, man, that thing was fun to watch. What a machine! Right, but again, small school, right? Like yeah. next year. There's going to be an Alabama and Ohio State and Oklahoma and a USC quarterback, right? Like, you know, it's like you're going to have all the power schools have prospects again. And Bailey where- Zappi, before last year, he was at, he was at Houston Baptist. So yeah. there's probably a reason he was at Houston Baptist. He's a big dude, really tall, um, pro- probably could hold up a little bit in the NFL, but it's, it's a gamble. And I don't know that you want to wait that long to draft a quarterback in what is already a weak draft class. Because then, you know, I mean, it turns into pretty much a, a Jacob Eason pick or a Sam Ellinger pick for the Colts. In the back, in back-to-back in back drafts, they've tried to do that. It hasn't really worked. Neither of those guys have really shown anything. So it, it's it's almost like a wasted draft pick. I, I know the Titans aren't going to want to wait till the seventh round and find a Cole McDonald again. No, but you, you, can, you can maybe find a guy in the third round. But no, you still, either draft one in the first round or you don't draft one at all. Yeah, you, you can't you can't really budget for a quarterback. You got to go all, you're either all in or you're all out. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. A to Z sports here live on this Tuesday. It is time for Tuesday sports trivia. And we need everybody's help uh, who is in the chat right now for Tuesday sports trivia. We got 10 questions coming up, seven sports, uh, three non-sports that we'll ask you. We need to get at least eight out of 10 correct today. 
Uh, so those are coming up. They only have one rule, no Googling. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, know who to go to, know who to trust, boneandjointtn.org, over a dozen physicians and surgeons there at their facility that can specialize, that do specialize in any type of joint injury you could possibly have, boneandjointtn.org. Baseball season is here, people. Download the BetMGM app. Use promo code A to Z200, A-T-O-Z-200. Bet $10 on any MLB team in action, and that turns into $200 when one home run is hitting that game by either team. Doesn't have to be the team you bet on. $10 money line wager turns into 200 bucks as long as one home run is hit in that ball game. It's such a great offer, but you have to make sure you plug in our promo code A to Z200 to cash in on that offer. It could be as soon as today, people. There's going to be a lot of baseball games today. A lot of baseball games the rest of the year. A to Z, 200. $10 money line wager turns into 200 bucks with one swing with, with one swing of the bat. The ball's got to go over the fence and you get your money. Tuesday Sports Trivia is presented by BrentwoodImprint.com. Your brand on anything, guys. Seriously, if you own a company... If you have a brand or if you're an employee of a company that wants new like company swag or gear, uh, you can put your logo on anything, on any type of product, enhance your brand with promotional products with BrentwoodImprint.com. Very simple. Uh, they help promote and elevate your business. And it's local. Locally owned and operated is BrentwoodImprint.com. So if you're going to get new hats, new shirts, new services, new tumblers, new mugs, new pins, new whatever, Go to BrentwoodImprint.com. They will take care of you. Charles is a great guy. Uh, so BrentwoodImprint.com is where to go. Jack, it is time for Tuesday Sports Trivia. I've got the questions ready. Um, I've I've tried to uh, uh, go through them a little bit uh, and try to see. I, I don't have them a lot that I know off the bat. So let's go ahead and get it started with the draft question. Perfect. Which running back did the Dolphins take in the 2012 NFL draft? 2012 NFL draft. Dolphins took a running back. That doesn't tell you which round either, huh? It makes me kind of want to throw this question out because it doesn't say anything like that. It just like it could be a seventh round pick and that would be. That would be unfair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if the chat knows off the bat, you you know, because nothing's really. I'm trying to think. The Dolphins running backs. Ronnie Brown was like in 2006. Way, way before. Way before. Ricky Williams was even before him. Jay uh, Ajayi from Jake. Jay Ajayi, was he drafted by the Dolphins? I, I thought he was. I don't remember. Um, I thought he was drafted. Was he drafted by the Bears? What about Kenyon Drake? Is he that old? Kenyon Drake's not that old because because he, he would have been a, teen, a, a 20 teens guy. Cadillac Williams was a long time ago, guys. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Brown and Cadillac were like literally in 2004. What I, was it, Jay Ajayi? Uh, that the time the timeline adds up with Jay Ajayi, but it I does. Just, I it does. Where the Bears? Um, Jay. I mean, Adam says Jay Ajayi for 1,000. Alex. Okay. Okay. You want to go Jay Ajayi? And, and Drew says Lamar Miller. Lock it in. I think I think we need to go with Jay Ajayi. Let's let's do Jay Ajayi. Now, but Titans Kyle says it was Lamar J- Miller. That was the Tannehill draft. Oh my gosh, we're pretty split. Uh, we've got Williams, Jay Streets, Amen, bro. Some of our scouts. Okay, that's a different one. Um, Jay Ajayi. Let's. Oh man, Jack, uh, you're the Miller. decision maker. Uh, Titans go- Kyle's very confident in Lamar Miller. I, I feel like right. confident, uh, you know, in Jay Ajayi. All right, let's let's go Lamar Miller. Okay, okay, lock right. it in. Here we go. Lamar Miller, yes. All right, good job. <laughs> yes. Titans Kyle. boy. All right. Who won the 1983 NBA championship by sweeping the LA Lakers 4-0 in the finals? Who won the NBA championship by sweeping the LA Lakers in the finals 4-0 in I'm 1983? Watching- I'm watching Winning Time on HBO right now. I, I want to get to that. I'm an episode behind. It's a great show. Haven't gotten to 1983 yet, I don't believe. 
but um, let's see, 76ers. We're getting a lot of Phillies. Celtics. I thought it was, I was thinking Celtics. I think I think the Celtics had their run against them a little before that. Um, because Sixers, that was pre-Magic the Sixers Johnson. win the title then? I mean, everybody's saying Sixers. I'm getting a lot of Sixers. It's Sixers and Celtics. So, yeah, I mean. Let's go Sixers then. Yeah, okay. It's definitely not the Grizzlies, Stephen King. Let's go Sixers. All right. Lock it in. Philadelphia 76ers. Two for two. All right. The chat's picking us up today. All right. In 2011, Victor Cruz set a Giants record in what category? Do we have this one? I think we have. In 2011? Yeah. So it's either receiving yards, catches, or touchdowns. Hmm. In 2011, I don't know. Was Monty Toomer on that team? Mm, I don't think so. Yards after catch. Salsa dancing is a great one, Brad. He definitely led them in salsa dancing. I don't think they keep that statistic. I, I think I think we've had this one, so I'm going to skip it. Okay. Um. Oh crap! I had one. Uh. What? What nickname followed NBA star Kevin Garnett? Oh, big ticket. Big ticket. Big ticket. That was my favorite player growing up. I actually right. grew up a Timberwolves fan because they were on a bunch back in the day. Now uh, they were finally coming back, making the playoffs this year. Um, but yeah, it's definitely big ticket. All right, you want to lock that in? Lock it in. Big ticket, baby. Big ticket. All right, that's that's three and zero, right? Yep. There we go. What KG. is the second? Another nickname. Uh, what is the nickname of the French national soccer team? I have no idea. Ooh, soccer. Now this is this is not an area of expertise for me. What is the French nickname of the French national soccer team? Man. French, French national. I have no I have no idea. Okay, we've we've got Le Bleu, which uh, Ian would know because oh we knew we had this we, one too. We've had this one. Okay. Dang it. See, this is the problem when I have to host trivia because I don't <laughs> The frogs, Nate. It should be the frogs, but I definitely don't think it is. I think it is blue. I remember that now. The big blue uh, cheese. I like that one too. Hmm. I oh, mean, it's it's hard because I know all these. Get out of here, pop up. All right. So we're three and zero as we stand right now. We are currently three and zero. Yes. Um. Why am I getting a lot of repeats here? I like the nicknames. I, I wish we could stick with the nickname. All right, I, I think I, I mean, I know this one, but I'm going to ask it. Mariano Rivera is best known for his ability to throw which pitch? Sinker. No, cutter. Sinker? Not a sinker. One of the cutter? I, I. What were you going to say? Were you going to say cutter. fastball? No, cutter. cutter? <laughs> okay, yeah. It's yeah, Cutter. Everybody's yeah. saying Cutter. Cutter. Lock All in right. Cutter for us. We, we got Cutter correct. Good. 4-0. What, six more to <clears> go? Uh, Well, that's 3-0. We didn't count the French thing. Oh. Right? No, yeah. no. We're, well, what's four? Yeah, that is four. Okay. What World Series team, not winner, just team, it just says what World Series team included Cliff Floyd, BJ Upton and Andy Sonnenstein. BJ Upton, BJ Upton was a well-traveled baseball player. Cliff Floyd played for the Indians. Did 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 he play for the Rays? Was that the Rays? BJ Upton played for the Rays at one point. Indians. It could be the Indians. Could be the Marlins. Marlins. Cliff Floyd, young Cliff Floyd. It could be the Rays, though. I don't know who Andy Sonnenstein is. I don't either. I don't either. That's that's the thing holding me back. I, I I'm going. I'm leaning Rays. Looks like we're got, getting a lot of Rays in the chat here. Yeah. Let's go Rays. Let's lock in Rays and see what that does for us. Okay. The 2008 Rays. All right. Good. Good. I believe that was David Price. David, a young David Price, came in and got a save in the ALCS. That sounds correct. That year. 
as a rookie, right? I think it was. Yeah. Uh, how about this? Um, I don't know it, but <clears throat> who was the first catcher to win Major League Baseball's Rookie of the Year award? Oh, man. MLB records are so tough because it goes so far back, you know? So, Rookie of the Year award for a catcher. Is it the dude who played – who was the uh, catcher with the Giants, San Francisco? Buster Posey. Buster Posey. Johnny That's Bench what, with the Reds. I was thinking Johnny Bench. Buster Posey sounds like one. What about Yachty or Molina? Yachty. See, Yachty is – I'd be surprised if he won Rookie of the Year because he doesn't do a whole lot with his bat. So I don't know that Yachty would be the guy. Yogi Berra is a good one. Again, see, it goes so far back. Piazza, pre-steroids, who knows right, when he's Alex, Somebody doing. asked, what's the question again? Who was the first catcher to win Major League Baseball's Rookie of the Year award? See, and that's the thing. And Nick Ewing asked a question that I'm also curious of. Was Rookie of the Year around for Johnny Bench? Yeah, you don't know. Big Red Machine. It was a long time ago. Yogi Berra actually was a rookie of the year. Did I don't even know if I remember what position Yogi Berra played. Yogi Berra was a legendary catcher for the Yankees. I, I know who he is. Yeah, I know who he is more for his sayings more than anything. I don't know if I don't know if Posey was it. Okay, we got to figure. We got we got to come up with an answer here. Um, okay, Posey, Piazza, Bench, or Berra. It's one of those four guys. I'm confident it's one of those four. Just don't know when it was when it was when the award came about. Let's let's do Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench. That's because that was my that was my instinct. Okay. Johnny Bench, you got it. Really? Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Johnny, uh, here, here's a hard one. Who is the first player in baseball to hit 50 home runs in a season? But not lead the league in home runs. 50 bombs. But not lead the league in home runs. Baseball. Baseball's tough. Baseball is tough. People, 50 home runs, not a league leader. 50 home runs, not a league leader. It could have been Mantle. That's a long time ago. Were they hitting that many home runs back in the day? They were they were drinking beer and eating hot dogs and then Roger Maris to- had sixty two right or sixty one. Uh, that beats me. See, I, I'm seeing a couple mantles in here: Pujols, Andrew Jones, Sosa. Because I think it's I think Mickey Mantle makes sense because he probably would have been Alex Doherty's baseball. He, he knows his baseball. He's saying it's pre 1961, so it's back in the day. So Mantle could work. Mantle got outdone by Maria Titans. Kyle says, "Let's let's go let's go Mickey Mantle." I, I think Mantle. I think Mickey Mantle is a really good guess too. You want to lock it in? Lock it in, Mickey Mantle. Ah, uh, oh no, Jimmy Fox. Jimmy Fox. That G- the Jimmy Fox man. You, you always forget about Jimmy Fox. <laughs> so what's our record now, Jack? Was that four and one or five and one? That's five and one. Five and one. So this is our last. Um, this is our last uh, sports question. Okay. All right. Um, all right. This is something I have no idea, but I think this is kind of uh, fascinating. I don't know why I'm in a lot of baseball ones, but here we go. Uh, at what college did the seventh inning stretch originate? Hmm. What college seventh inning stretch? At what college did the seventh inning stretch originate? This is a good one to have like at a party. Mm-hmm. You know? Seventh inning stretch. Who would have needed to stretch in the seventh inning? College. Everybody. Students. College students need that. Makes sense that it started in college. Yale. Yale? Oh, see, I have no guess at all here. So it's got to be because, like, back I, in the 1800s, all the Ivy League schools were the best at sports. Yeah, it's like Ivy League and mil- military, military schools. Yeah. Let's this do Yale. Great, you, I mean, everybody's saying Yale. Let's lock Columbia. in Yale. Titans Kyle says we've had this before, but we're, there's a lot of Yales in here. Oh. Let's lock in Yale. Well, if we've had it before, then we all misremembered because it's Manhattan Bobby also College. feels like we've had this before. Manhattan College. None of us got it. <laughs> Manhattan. 
Manhattan College. So there you go, everybody. Next uh, icebreaker. Hey, who uh, created the seventh inning stretch? Went in college. Manhattan College is who did that. So what, five and two? Is that right? Five and two. Not too shabby. All right. So now I got to go to the non-sports questions here. Let's go with... um, Let's see. Non-sports. We go. Is this pop culture? Is this? It's. It could be. Here's an entertainment. Uh, what is the name of Ron Swanson's ex-wife in Parks and Rec? I. I don't. I know that. Person. I know that. It's Tammy. It's Tammy. Is it, Parks is and it, Rec's a great show. You I never. Be. I've never got into it. I believe it's Tammy. I haven't seen it in a little while. All I need is one person to confirm. Can somebody this. back up. Oh, Nick says Kathy. I, it's not Kathy, is it? Yeah, because there was a Tammy one and a Tammy two. It's definitely Tammy. Okay. Let's lock in Tammy. <laughs> There's two Tammies? Yeah, yeah. He had a thing for Tammies. All right. The answer is Tammy. Yes. Good. There we go. Okay. Zix and two. Okay. Six and I can do a little Parks and Rec trivia. All right. Um, we had that Fargo one yesterday, last week. <laughs> Tammy is a psychopath. That that Tammy's a wild woman. What a character that was. That is yeah. in that show. Okay. His mom was also named Tammy. Man, there's a lot of these we've had. <laughs> All right. You want to go Pokemon? <laughs> okay. We can we can try Pokemon. I'm gonna need some help probably. What generation seven Pokemon oh, is yeah. referred to as quote the beast that calls the moon? What generation seven Pokemon is referred to as quote, the beast that calls the moon. So I know the main ones. I know that there was a Charizard. There was a Pikachu. There's a a Squirtle was one of them. Oh, here we go. We've got some Charizards, some. So, so those are like the main three or four where this isn't really the Pokemon. Pikachu, I don't. Was Pikachu a beast though? Me too. I see. I know a couple from Super Smash Bros. Because they they would like to put the the Pokemon on Super Smash Bros. Mewtwo was uh ooh Lunala. I've never heard of that one. Well, let's think of let's think of that Lunala. It's a moon. That's a Latin lunar Latin for moon. Mm. Right? Is that Latin? Do we go Lunala? (laughs) Let's do Lunala. All right, you do Lunala? Lock it in, Lunala. Oh crap! I, I lost the question. Hold on, I was scrolling for my next question. I lost it. Jeff, you, you don't you don't have to hide like that. All right, you you ready? All right, final A to Z, Lunala. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yes, that is right. on fire today. So that's seven and two. We've got one more, one more question, and we really, really need this. Is this going to be Pokemon? Oh, I have no idea what this is, but, uh, but on every continent, there is a city named what on every continent. There is a city named what? So there's a Paris, Tennessee, and there's a Paris, France. Yes. That's two out of seven. I'm not. Yeah. We got five more Paris's to go. (laughs) Is there a Paris, Australia? In a Paris, Antarctica, Birmingham, Birmingham. I don't know though. Nashville, I don't know. Egypt. Egypt Continent. sounds like a good one. Rome sounds like a good one. Rome does sound good. Rome sounds really good, but maybe that's just because there's a lot of Romes in the United States. I mean, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby, uh, uh, and a couple others say Chinatown. And Nate, I, Nate, I don't think that that's right. Yeah, I know that's a, I think that's, that's a joke. That's Nate says, right. "Ain't no Paris in Australia." Is Nate? Is there a Rome, Australia? Because Nate is in Australia, I believe. I think Rome's as as good as we're gonna get. Cairo go. would also be a good one. Would it though? Yeah, old, and Athens would also be good. Let's lock in Rome. We're getting a ton of Rome's. Okay. Rome, lock it in. The answer is Rome. Let's go. Eight and two. That's solid. 
We needed that because now we have to go next week nine and one. Yeah, it raises the bar a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, so, if we we went eight and two and we escaped some some baseball history that was a long time ago, some Pokemon. I mean, God sakes, you give us Pokemon. How the hell do we come up with that? Yeah, the chat the chat earned a gold star today. I agree. I they agree. Us on, they were the sole reason we got at least four or five of those right. Mm-hmm. So, and we also got some really good, like all time random, you know, party trivia questions that you could just drop on people, like seventh that inning one. Stretch. Yeah, yeah, seventh inning stretch, and then uh, and then uh, a city named what and all continents. I think or maybe cool. if you're ever at a really bad party, you break out the Pokemon one. Maybe, maybe <laughs> so. Lunala, I don't know. You never know what it could do. I and Drew helped out with the Lamar Miller one was a great yeah that to great. get rolling. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, great uh, show on this Tuesday. Uh, really appreciate everybody watching, and we will see you guys tomorrow on a Wednesday. A to zsports.com for all of our coverage on the website, the YouTube channel, the podcast network. Jack Gentry and Austin Huff have a new Titan Up podcast coming up uh, at midnight. This dropping, and then Buck Rising live tonight. A to Z Sports primetime at eight p.m. Central Time, and we'll see you guys later on. Appreciate it. Thanks.